Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 100! Watch the odometer tick over. We have cake! My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Ho ho. <laughs> and I, my, I, I was joking, I've, I've actually eaten my You've finished cake. all of your cake. I have. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. I ate some of my cake and I also have it. Ah. I, I have half half a slice left. So you have your cake and you're eating it too. Yes, nice, very clever, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Uh, very no. special. Thank you to Cat uh, Brain for bringing us in cake. That was lovely of her. Cake and, as you would have seen on the video podcast in the pre-show, sparklers. You know what? I can't even say there is no video podcast this week. Yeah, you can still say there's no video. There podcast. is no video podcast hmm. because everybody knows you're wrong all the time anyway. Yeah. yeah. But there, there is no video podcast. Mm. Mm. But maybe for the hundredth show, there is a video podcast. <laughs> I don't know because we're what's, not doing. What's what's that address again, Brett? Uh, Boxcutters.net slash vlog. V L O G. Yep. Not now, like so. If we put a picture of a dead horse on there, would we be vlogging a dead horse? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we would. That's a kind of. Standard quality of joke <laughs> you should <laughs> expect. We've got a uh, we've got a very special episode 100. We were we were thinking of getting a whole lot of guests in, and, and you know what? We no, just, yeah, we this decided. show's about us. It is, it yeah. is. Yeah. So we thought. I mean, I mean, television. We thought we'd do one of every segment. So episode 100, box cutters with the lot. Yes, except Although, for letters. Yeah, box cutters with the lot. Hold the letters. Hey! <laughs> Genius! Oh. So it's not even worth me t- talking about what's going to be on this show. Everything. 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 Every- you know what? <laughs> Including Brett. Including Brett talking <laughs> with cake in his mouth. Apart from Gat. Well, no, Gat, oh, Gat's over. True. Gat's, Gat's, Gat's over. Gat's dead. All Gat's eligible dead. segments hold the letters. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, there's stuff, you know what? There's stuff we're going to talk about on today's show that people have been requesting. For months and months and months. Really? Really. Mm. Oh. So, I'm not even going to tell you what that is. We're just going to keep things We off. should have a production meeting at some point before we start the show. <laughs> Lucky we do the intro first and then, and then plan then the show. production meeting and then we come back a week later. So, basically, all, all the introductions are pre-recorded a week before. <laughs> We're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. In local breaking news, police, I think today, Brett, can you back me up? Was yes, it today? today. Today, raided Channel 7 looking for some possibly stolen medical records from AFL footballers. On Friday, Channel 7 aired... Well, they didn't actually steal them from the footballers. They, they, they stole it, them from the doctors, yes. I'm guessing? Yeah, right. Allegedly stolen from the doctors. This is what they're no, investigating. I'm saying, I'm saying they're stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the story I heard was that the lady in question found them in the street and sold them to Channel 7. After trying to take them back to uh, the clinic where they were from. Really? But the gate was locked, she says. 
What? <laughs> so she couldn't return it. I'll try and take these back, but if not, I'll sell them for an enormous profit. $3,000, I think I read. Is that all she got? Yeah. I, I bought all this marijuana for personal use, but I couldn't smoke at all, so I thought I'd sell the rest of it. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is a pretty serious allegation, and uh, the AFL and the AFL Players Association and uh, Health Victoria are up in arms that Channel 7 would broadcast. Uh, they basically... Like just stomping all over doctor-patient confidentiality yeah, stuff. Yeah, they well, basically and, and said that... And privacy matters and... Yeah, the two two footballers, they named two footballers who had allegedly tested positive for uh, oh, would I, yeah, recreational. I'm, I don't think that we can actually go into any of the details no, no, because no, there no. is a uh, court injunction yes. in That's all I'll say. Force. Uh, so... Uh, is, is this whole AFL footballer thing getting a, a little bit out of hand? I mean, that, how, how do you mean? Well, when we were growing up, mm-hmm. footy players... Played footy on the weekend. Yep, they had to have other jobs to uh, laborers some, or brickies, yeah, or, yep. or, or PE teachers. In the, in the case of Chris Connolly in my school, oh. he, he was my PE teacher, coke salesman, and lots, uh, lots of coke uh, coke uh, salesmen on the road. Coca Cola worked for uh, yes, really? yes, yes. <laughs> Whereas now they're just coke salesmen. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, <and> then, <laughs> take that back. And now I think all the humility <laughs> has gone from from the concept of being a, a footy player. And well, like, and and so and as a result of that, we hold them up to uh, t- to these standards that basically make us think that they're free game. I think I, th- I think they're not stars; they're sportsmen. No, but they're, the they're, argument they're is stars. that they are uh, role models, and the kids are following every single little move that they make, and well, so they have to be. And, beyond and their, any kind their of... drug policy has caused them a lot of fuss this year because they've got a street a three strike policy. Yeah, but but it's actually a, a much stricter policy than world guidelines for drug testing in sport yep. go, because yep. they actually get tested outside of competition uh, times. So so in the off season on yep. days that they're not and, competing, and, and if you think about average people, average people aren't drug tested <laughs> all year round, just. Willy nilly, so know? not, so not it's, Brett. It is, but but average people. Brett Brett is the average person. Oh, that's Brett's right. Brett's the voice of the people. So Brett is or isn't drug tested regularly? No, 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 he isn't. Right, but he should be. <laughs> uh, and as early as uh, or as late as this afternoon, which is uh, Monday the twenty seventh, as we're recording this, uh, the Players Association were considering a number of different. Uh, roots with this uh, possibly legal action against Channel 7 uh, from the Players Association and possibly a boycott of the Brownlow oh. and boycotting any interviews by Channel 7, wow. which, would, uh, which would really screw them over. Wow, if, if the Brownlow didn't have any players at it, it might be boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the players will, would still go. I just don't think they'd be interviewed by Channel 7. Channel 7, of course, have the rights to the Brownlow this year and Channel 10 have the rights to the Grand Final. And so that will, and that will swip, switch and swap next year, of I, course. I don't... Of course. Any event where they can do red carpet, they do. See, and, and this is the thing. Why, why are the TV stations... I mean, they're basically... Because it just winds people up into, oh, my God, this is a massive gala event. I must see it. I cannot miss it. And so they'll get more viewers. No, no. Uh, why... <laughs> Why are the TV stations not waiting until I finish my, my question? That's what I, why, why are the TV stations building up their own trouble 
in a sense. I mean, they're the ones who who build up the the players to to the level that they're at now. And oh, but an exclusive's an exclusive. And seven had this all over everybody yep. else. They were, they were way ahead. And, but, and and I would say that the that the uh, print media is pretty responsible here for building up the players. And the players, well. the, the Channel Seven don't own, own the players. They don't. They don't actually care what happens with the players. And any controversy, any publicity is good publicity. It doesn't matter if it's about drug cheats or. And Channel Seven has spent the whole year playing catch up with Channel Nine. I mean, Channel Nine don't have the rights anymore, but Channel Nine look like so much more of a football station than Channel Seven. Well, is that because they've actually got reporters? Possibly. I think that's a big part of it. I think having reporters is very important. I don't know if any of the Box Cutters family actually watch Channel 7 News regularly, but I'm, I'm hearing reports that there's a James Talia doppelganger. Really? <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I've been hearing. I, of, I haven't seen him or her yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, of, but I'm hearing. <laughs> Grey suit, glasses, I, I, serious voice. I just, I don't know. Of course, my son, Fry, uh, he can pick James whenever James is on, but... Then every time he sees a man on TV after that, James, <laughs> James. Oh, it's, it's Until the Bond ads, Bond's ad uh, comes on, then Daddy. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a lot better than pointing at James and saying Bender. Oh, uh, that's true. He was very excited as I was leaving to record this show tonight. He was very excited because I told him that uh, there were two Benders on tonight's Futurama. Uh, so one uh, of them was evil. Yeah, yeah. Evil so uh, he apparently spent the next twenty minutes saying to uh, saying to his mother. Two benders, mummy. Two benders. <laughs> Two benders. <laughs> While I waited for neighbours to finish. Uh, John from Drunken Addy. Ah, oh, you went with John from Drunken Addy. I went Addy. from John from Drunken Addy rather than DUI on you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jackson police in uh, in some uh, in in Florida, Florida, Alabama. maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know what? My problem is that this article comes from the Jackson Citizen Patriot. Right. And I uh, thought it was that it was covered in cake. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the, just the plate of cake was on the news. That's, that's not cake on that sheet. <laughs> You're disgusting. Uh, so Jackson in let's let's say Jackson, Illinois. Uh, <laughs> Austin Nichols, who played John from Cincinnati has been uh, pulled over for a DUI, driving under the influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, was hauled to jail. He's 27. He was hauled to jail. Uh, the blood alcohol content measurement was not available when I downloaded this article. Mm. Uh, Poor John from Cincinnati. He's too pretty to go to jail. He's too pretty to do time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could not do time. No. He'd have to kind of distract them with the lines from the show. <laughs> he could just uh, levitate. He, no. Did you watch the did show? Did you watch yes. the show at all? Do you yes. really? What, you think that John from Cincinnati can't levitate? Yes, I think he can't levitate. <laughs> really? Yes. They surfed through the sky on the way back in the last episode. What we are you talking not, about? We did not see them surfing through the sky. We only saw them we surfing. We saw their perspective. Over the clouds. If no, he, if he could I think surf that was through the your sky, perspective over the clouds. If they he could came, surf they through the sky, he wouldn't Cincinnati have got picked up for DUI. was up there. Yeah, if he could, if if he could surf through the sky, he wouldn't have got picked up for DUI. No, it's, clearly, you know nothing about television, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Prove 
Stuart, prove us wrong. <laughs> Come on, give us some news. <laughs> According to media reports, Telstra has applied to the ACCC for permission to sell its census operation, uh, which is the uh, phone books, basically, yellow pages and white pages, uh, to a proposed PBL unit named Consolidated Media Holdings. Right. Now, this is going to be the new business group uh, or new business that PBL are rolling out uh, that we've been speaking about. They're they're chopping up their media holdings from their Mm -hmm. casino holdings. Um, And And taking over the white and yellow pages. Well, Telstra have applied to sell it uh, to uh, CMH. Yellow pages is called yellow now. Is it? Just yellow. Really? Mm-hmm. Because pages implies that they don't have a, a badly built website. Oh, what about the white pages? Uh, it's still still white pages. It's not they just white. They haven't thought it through. It's whitepages.com. Well, it's two. Oh. It's two different areas of census. I mean, the thing with census is you mm. could you could be employed there tomorrow and you would be an area unto yourself. That's my right. understanding of it. Right. Uh, and but why would Telstra sell their most profitable? Part. Well, as part of the deal... I say it's the most profitable. I have no idea. I'm just pulling that out of a hat. <laughs> as part of the deal, the consolidated media holdings will be spun off from PBL, with James Packer holding 38% of that, but Telstra in control because Telstra aren't actually selling it for cash, but for CMH scripts, uh, which will result in Telstra having a controlling stake in CMH. Right. Ah. So okay. PBL... Well, James Packer won't, this cake is so won't, good. <laughs> won't control consolidated media holdings. Telstra will. And that means that uh, Foxtel is part of the CMH holdings and Telstra will control CMH and Telstra will control Foxtel because uh, it'll be 75% of Foxtel with uh, News Limited owning the remaining 25%. Ross, I think this is where you say... And you, Josh, are going to have a new boss. Because and, and you, Josh, are going to have a new boss. I do not work for Foxtel. Oh, right. Sorry. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, it's quality. Well, why quality we... for episode 100. <laughs> so well, why well, would they do that? It's when... very interesting because the, the, the three organisations, as they came together in the first place, PBL, yeah. Telstra and News Limited, uh, had an agreement about what happens if any of the parties actually wants to sell up. Right. Um, and so none of Ga- them garage none of them without doing that uh, could sell to any other company. Yep. Yep. Um, or to any other person. But uh, it means that if PBO wants to get out of it, uh, they're actually directing their shares to Telstra, whereas it would have been a kind of half half split yep. Yep. to Telstra and to News Limited. Right. Why do PBO want to get out? Uh, because uh, Jamie's only into casinos now. Because unlike Channel Nine, I was just reading an article, I think from Thursday's Australian, where it was where they were saying that uh, pay TV, unlike free to air TV, is just going through the roof with in terms of money. Like it's 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 a huge money spinner. But you're saying he just doesn't want. But anything I guess to up do against a successful casino, yeah. And what's to stop News Limited from just suing the pants off? Uh, of Telstra and and PBL for for this deal because it's it may not be keeping in hold keeping in holding with the spirit of the agreement but technically it uh, it satisfies it. the agreement and maybe maybe they don't care that's true yeah. that's true profitable <laughs> they've never cared about that yep 
In casting news, quite a bit of casting news this week. Uh, a couple of new cast members added to Lost, including Lance Reddick. He was uh, uh, most recently known for playing the lieutenant in The Wire. Ah, yes. Uh, and also Ken Lung, who uh, who was recently in The Sopranos in an air episode that should go to air in a couple of weeks here. He played opposite Uncle Junior. And I won't say any more for giving away a spoiler. Ah, uh, uh, that was a great. He was, is a really good actor. He was also the uh, the detective, one of the detectives in Saw. Uh, also, we reported last week that uh, Kristen Bell. Uh, I, I reported that she was going to Broadway. She is in fact going to uh, Heroes for a limited space of time, which Josh actually said last week off air. And you said, oh. and you said, and you yeah. said, no, 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 you've got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought, oh, fair enough. Ross has been following the story. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, but you said it off air. Yeah, because I didn't. So want to... you get no points for that. Right. Damn it! <laughs> what, uh, Brett? What? What are the points at the moment? Uh, that's uh, forty-seven to you. Uh, it's fifty-six to Ross and ninety-seven to me. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't let him keep score. <laughs> also, uh, Jean Garofalo, or she of the eyebrow, eyebrows. <laughs> no, no, she's fine. It was, I think it was her character specifically in The West Wing. <laughs> it, it, it actually was her character specifically in The West Wing. She, she's spoken about it in interviews saying, I don't know what I was thinking, but just before <laughs> taping, I thought this character should have a big bushy a eyebrow. It's, it's, she, she actually did. And then went... Uh, unfortunately, then I had to keep it for the, the rest of the series. <laughs> yes, are you just? A I shot saw her on, on a chat just show or something. Shot at oh, she was Brett on Rove. Just because she's just because he's winning the scoring. Are you having a shot at Brett here, or are you being serious? No, no, I'm being serious. He's on ninety eight now. <laughs> okay, uh, and also Pee Wee Herman or uh, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens is to star on Pushing Daisies. That's excellent. Hmm. That's you know, Pushing Daisies is a really interesting show. I don't know if it's got legs. Okay. Uh, but we'll talk about it when it goes to air properly Did in you, the full season. Have you guys had a look at uh, the I episode that I was leaked by the studio employee? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I haven't caught up with that yet. It's uh, Have you ever seen a Tim Burton film? Yes. You'll see no similarities at all. Right. None. None. Right. You, it's, it's almost a, a direct rip-off stylistically from Big Fish. Uh, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting for TV, I should say. But that, that'll come up later on in the year when we uh, discuss the full season. You got in first with your big gasp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, was, I was surprised that you hadn't heard about this earlier uh, in the week, Josh. But uh, friend of box cutters, Ed Phillips, is uh, having a bit of a rest for the rest of the year because Eddie Maguire is taking Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, into the 7 o'clock time slot through until the end of the year on Ch- Channel 9. Channel 9 have done a lot of outrageous things. We're going to talk about some of them later on in the show. This, I think, really... You this, know what? This give, is just stupid. Give them the rest of this cake because they can take it. <laughs> <laughs> this is... To me, they've paid Eddie... Five million dollars yep. a year mm-hmm. to—he's uh, got to do something, and the only time they can squeeze him in is to take off a show that is rating very well. It's, it's ridiculous. It's—it's it's really their only good rating show. Why not put Eddie on at five thirty and lead up to the news? With uh, why not make the news five thirty and put him on at six? That uh, 
that idea has been put on hold. Millionaire at 5.30 has so, been tried and it failed. No, yeah, no, no, Millionaire no, no, no. at 7 will fail. Millionaire at 5.30 is well, too expensive, isn't it? Or was it Temptation at 5.30? It wasn't doing the ratings. Okay. Up against Steel and one, one of them, One of them was too expensive to put on at that, at that time slot. Uh, the audience just wasn't big enough. You know, all they're going to do here is boost the ratings for Home and Away and Simpsons. Futurama. Futurama. Whatever's on it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a terrible move. I mean, I think uh, Temptation regularly rating one point three million, beating mm-hmm. Home and Away. I don't know why why you'd get rid of it. It seems it seems a little foolish to me. It's, it's one of the few solid non news shows that rate every night. Yep, yep. And and you know the audience. You know what you're getting. The advertisers are always there. Yep. Uh, why? Yep. Plus, I really enjoy Temptation. Interestingly, the Temptation cast and crew have been told that the show will be back next year and that replacing it with Millionaire does not mean that it's been axed. Well, of course it'll be back next year. When Millionaire dies in the arse, they'll get it back onto air quick smart. It'll be back midway through September, I think. Um, Ed Phillips, uh, though, his contract is up at the end of the year with Channel 9, so uh, he's, as a new father, a little bit uh, concerned about what is in his future at Channel 9. I am going to try to get him on the phone in the coming weeks. What, what's um, the, the Daily Telegraph actually ran an online poll and uh, found that only 16% prefer Maguire's drawn-out technique to Philip's fantastic game show style. What's the bet Ed Phillips gets replaced by either uh, Eddie Maguire or Bert Newton? <laughs> No, I mean, they've, they've got they've got them on them huge, but they've got them on huge contracts. They've got to do just, something. That with is them. just the kind of dumb thing they would do: replace a really talented person with, uh, you know, a young or old has been. <laughs> um, also, interestingly, uh, Lavinia Nixon uh, has, is finishing off uh, things to try before you die, but it has been confirmed as a one-off that won't be returning. Things to try before you die. Mm. That they were advertising as a new television experience because it wasn't identical to Getaway. No, but it, it's also it's it's like a mixture between Getaway and one of those list shows. Yeah, I I, I got to say I was quite excited about Things to Try Before You Die. I thought it, it had a lot of promise as 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 a show. I thought it could be really interesting, and it was just shit. Because it it could have been it could have been roller coasters and fairy bread and all sorts of different things. Exactly, exactly. You know, f- fresh oysters in Alaska, and exactly. Instead, it's just you know. Getaway. Yeah. Instead, it's just, ooh, try this beach. Yeah. Or this beach. Yeah. Go to the Eiffel Tower and have a meal in a restaurant. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a thing to try before you die, but it could have been an interesting show, and it's a piece of shit. You know where else has a beach? Frankston. Try that before you die. You <laughs> yeah, never that's know. That's true. That's you true. You never know. Hey, uh, Beyond TV are uh, looking at purchasing a whole lot of new television production companies i was gonna say shops this is beyond the makes mythbusters uh and actually came out of the beyond 2000 show back yes in the day yeah it came, came out of the abc show uh towards 2000 uh and then when went to, when they went to channel 7 when the production so, team so, went to channel so 7 became about, beyond 2000 so that was the late 80s early 90s uh start, yep. started around then yeah are, are you sure that's officially the day i went to a recording because you said back in the day is that the day I, well, I would uh, doubt if you're going to pick a day, the, the late 80s, <laughs> early 90s isn't the day. I think you meant back in a day. Back in a day. No, it's, it's <laughs> the, the, the turn of phrase, the day. 
Ah, right. right. Back in the olden days, I, I guess <laughs> I could, you know, expound. Um, but yes, I did go to a taping of it back in really? uh, 1986. A tape, live tapings? Down at Coventry Street. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember a live well, audience that at was, all. That was a I don't special, remember a laugh track on that. <laughs> it was a special school kid uh, challenge thing where people oh, were making okay. robots and... And I don't know, computer what, based yep. things. What were you stuff. doing there? You would have been 28, 29? A friend of mine was one of the finalists. <laughs> right. What are you doing, friends with a, a high school kid when you're 28, 29? <laughs> Look, Grandpa. Josh, I've told you I don't want to go into my seminary in history. <laughs> It's just getting wrong. Anyway, beyond uh, looking at expanding and expanding and expanding uh, all over the world. So uh, we could see them become a uh, competitor to Fremantle until Fremantle realise that and then buy them out. Right. (laughs) Uh, One of of the staples of children's television, a show that's been in its time slot for how many years? I can't count. Uh, Uh, 150. Is being since, since back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Is being shunted backwards by half an hour. Play school. Uh, the afternoon showing of it will be moved to 3pm from the 3.30pm time slot that it's been in since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> nothing at all. Which um, I, I'm just praying he keeps talking so I can eat my cake. <laughs> which uh, one of its presenters Why? has uh, is upset about. Joe Lagaya uh, says that moving the time Jay. slot back... To, Jay Lagaya. Thank you. <laughs> moving the time slot... I couldn't see his name. Moving the he's, time slot back to 3pm... He's one of this PM country's greatest actors having come over from New Zealand. Means my younger ch- child would miss out because I would be picking up my older child at that time. The movie is counterproductive. Uh, yeah, ABC what, why are they doing programming it? want to uh, make the post 3.30 period in afternoons on ABC more and after a, a school-aged uh, kid. Oh, okay. Territory. Um th- People are concerned that the move was made without consulting the people who actually make children's television. I thought Play School used to be on at four. No, I think no, I. Uh, I think Sesame I'm, Street the afternoon one was at four. I think Sesame Street afternoon went from three. Play School, then went from Sesame three. Street. No, 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 Brad. No. We're well, going back a long time here, Josh. I'm pretty sure Sesame Street came before Play School. I think Sesame Street went from three till four. Play School was on at four. Three till four? Yeah. For an hour? Sesame Street went for an hour. Oh, yeah. And Check I, out some of those old episodes I gave you. Mm. Sesame Street went for an hour, and I think it went from three till four. Play School was on at four. So since then, it's been moved back to 3.30, and now it's being moved back to three. Soon it's just going to be a double episode with the morning episode. Yeah, 10 till 11. <laughs> yeah, although it's on at 9.30. No, no, but, the but they'll, they'll meet in the middle. Oh, I see. <laughs> like a bridge. I see, at 10 to 11. Or, uh, or an arch window. Yeah, I think, I think it's, an interesting, it's an interesting move for play school. I, I can't see. I mean, it's an interesting move for the ABC. They're always trying to move things around. And uh, they, despite the fact that they've done things for years that seem to work, they're never quite sure of themselves. Uh, when was Words and Pictures on? Do you remember that? I do remember Words and Pictures. Words. And pictures, words, and pictures. Do you remember? Do you remember Play Away? No, I don't remember Play Away. Play Away. 
Ernie Dingo was in it, and uh, no, it was a, they, it was a British. They, they play with toys all around the world. A British, British show. Mm. It was a British show. Ernie Dingo. No, that's. <laughs> hey, who remembers Gladiators? Yes, I remember. Me, Gladi- me. Was that like ooh, a, ooh, me. It's a knockout. No, it was so much better than it's a knockout. Gladiators took two really, really fit human beings, like Wolf. No, two really, really fit human beings. I'm sure one of them was called Wolf. No, Wolf is not a human being. (laughs) They took two really, really fit normal people. Mm. And they had to... Hot chick, hot blonde chick. uh, You know what? Episode 100 is the episode I walk out. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going anywhere, folks. He hasn't finished his cake. (laughs) I haven't finished my cake. And there's more to come. Uh, uh, So two really fit... Regular people like Storm and no, Tiger. no, 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 no. They, they come later. Would be pitted against a, a team of like personal trainers. You know, it's, it's what personal trainers did before personal training was a really popular sport, a uh, mm-hmm. profession. Uh, and they would be called names like uh, Nitro. <laughs> yes. Explosion. Tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf. Fathead. Volcan Dishlex. Yeah. I thought they were actually early genetic uh, manipulation experiments gone wrong into these <laughs> superhuman. That's what they wanted you That's to believe. That's why he was Wolf. <laughs> anyway, so they so they pit these regular people against the X Men, and <laughs> the X Men would be called gladiators for for the purpose of it, and there would be fantastic, uh, f- fantastic events like jousting and please don't suck your fork. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, and the one where they run around the roof. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to run around the roof. And there was run one around where, the roof, suspended from the roof on it. On there was one where they were in a, a big metal ball and uh, and had to get from one end of the room to the other end of the room while two gladiators would try to smash them in the ball. It was all fun stuff like that and amazing feats of endurance. Unlike its knockout, which was really about don't fall off the pontoon into the water. Mm. And know when to use your Joker. This was <laughs> uh, just a bit too much. Uh, Billy Dean, Billy D. It's not Billy D. Williams, is it? No, no, it's not no. Billy D. Williams. No. Uh, anyway, I know, I know who you're thinking of. I know, I know Jackie who you're thinking of. It's Jackie McDonald's sister, Fiona. No, uh, no, the guy, the old guy. Oh, is Fiona McDonald? The old guy is Fiona McDonald. Yeah. And uh, anyway, what a great show. That in itself, not news. The news is that NBC. Are going to redo Gladiators? Really? They're gonna, they're gonna they're, they've uh, they've got uh, I think six or eight episodes that they want to have as a mid season replacement uh, during this year. Okay, I uh, I remember when it got canned here, and uh, uh, a person that I knew was very very upset, and uh, he'd been following it in the UK, and apparently uh, they had a lot more places to go, <laughs> they had a lot more story arcs. <laughs> <laughs> gladiators to go through a lot more uh, challenges that they never actually reached. Well, this, this is because uh, what we got was a mixture between the UK and the US version. Yep. What the uh, NBC people are saying now is that they're going to uh, have something more like the UK version, which apparently uh, did have kind of a story arc because mm. followed the contestants through their training, gave them some some training grounds. There was a lot more uh, backstory. You found out what they were like, why they wanted to do it. Uh, why, why did you want to dress up in blue lycra and fight a man named Vulcan? The, the baddie, the really baddie of the gladiators from the Australia one, went on to a really uh, B-grade acting career too. Did he? Yeah. 
Email us, hooray at box cutters, if you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, please. And of course, with this development, uh, it's only a matter of time before they put a pool back in at the Coventry Street Studios, and we have the return of Man O' Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the, the uh, Gladiators used to be filmed at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. So they always had a huge audience. It was a big stadium event. I loved it. I can't wait for the uh, NBC version. Well, very it's exciting. a knockout. Had entire states down there. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's a knockout. It was... And then the fireworks at the end of it. And that greatest it's... closing titles ever. And welcome, Victoria. Box cutters news. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus, our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. Nothing much interesting in the ratings this week. No, very, very, very quick bit of ratings news. Just to say that Kath and Kim pulled in two million viewers on Sunday night. That's the second episode. Second episode, which is down half a million viewers. Well, yeah, according to Channel Nine, twenty percent drop. <laughs> which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, uh, no. No. No, that's more than a twenty percent drop. Down half a million viewers. Yeah, from two and a half million to two million. I thought there were two point. Two, or the two point five. Two point five. Yeah, that's week. that's. So, so the interesting thing about that's that a twenty five percent drop. Did sixty minutes raise half a million viewers? No, they, but sixty they, minutes did did come back. They raised. Sure. They, they went up. Were about, they all from sixty minutes? I, I was having this conversation today. I they went up about three hundred, three hundred thousand. Yeah, they they were one million last week. They were one point three this week. But this discussion was that people are going to be uh, switching over to Australian Idol, and I don't think that they actually have the same audience. No, I, I agree. I, I think I think Idol might be in a bit of trouble this year. I think, uh, I think Kath and Kim and 60 Minutes combined uh, would have, uh, you know, elements of each audience would go to Kath and Kim. Mm. I don't think you can say they're taking all of the Australian Idol audience or they're taking all of the 60 Minutes audience. No, no, but I don't. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think no, that you many people break. have switched over to Kath and Kim from Australian Idol that are going to go back there as yeah. the finals. Work oh, through. why would anyone go back to Australian Idol? Did uh, Did either of you happen to see last night's Kath and Kim? No. Yes. Uh, no, I remembered at five to eight. It was atrocious. I thought. I, 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 no change from how it was at the ABC. There <laughs> was, I mean, last week I got a couple of chuckles out of it. This week I got none. Really? This week it was just dead quiet with Deirdre sitting next to me going, Is it always this unfunny? We, we watched it last week. It was funnier than this, surely. It was but, just, but terrible. what about the, the, the terrible. meteoric uh, star turns from Rob Sitch and Bob Down and Eric Banner? Yeah. It was. It was. Oh, it was it Bob Down in it. Yes. Bob Down's been in it quite a bit. He God. plays a, a rival stall holder at Fountain Gate. But I couldn't right. believe they were advertising it, saying yeah. guest starring Rob yeah. Sitch. You know, yeah. the frig is no Rob photos. Sitch these days. No photos. Yeah. No Wearing photos. a very bad wig. Interestingly, earlier in the night at six thirty, Backyard Blitz beat. Australia's best backyards. Yes, that, that means that is fascinating. Jamie Jury beat Jamie Jury. In a repeat, he showed. No, it's not a repeat. It's been canned. 
the backyard blitz aren't repeats. The okay, yeah, so episodes right. that, that haven't that just been, been So they're in the camp. Yep. Yes. As it were. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the the repeat... Uh, so you've got me saying it now. The, the uh, canned Jamie Jury show beat the new one. Which is fair enough because Backyard Blitz is a much better show than Look at This Lovely Backyard. I would have thought so. So, so of but course you, that's... But you've got to realise that Jamie Jury left Channel 9 and went to Channel 7 because this is the show he's always dreamed of doing. Uh, no, he left uh, because yes, I, I did. Channel Nine screwed him over. Like they screwed freaking everybody over. I did. I did forget that he had said that lie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that's ratings. That's ratings. Fuck you, you know. Hello and welcome to today tonight. Soap and water. Hello and fuck you. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. Is it time to change the name of this segment? Well, it possibly is. It's it's hard to believe. It's just two years since we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> he can't leave the cake alone. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit out the cake noises later. It's, it's hard to believe that uh, we've been doing this show for for almost two years now, and and so much has <laughs> so much has changed over the last two years. I mean, if if you go back two years, uh, Dancing with the Stars was a ratings juggernaut. People were downloading television from the internet. What? And digital TV was a mess in this country and had a very small number of people have taken it up. How far we've come. How far we've come in Leaps and bounds. But uh, I think if anything kind of... Uh, if there's been any overriding story of the last two years, it's been uh, Channel 9, Hair on Fire. Ah! And to a lesser extent, uh, the destruction and commercialisation of SBS. Which leads us to a very special Ray watch because it was announced during the week this week that uh, Ray is actually leaving. Well, he's it's it's time Channel for him to go nine. after thirty years. Yes. So he was on this day tonight with uh, on ABC and went from there. Uh, was ta- was taken from there straight to sixty minutes, I believe. Okay. And th- I might have this this bit of history completely wrong. But Sorry? then, what, what are you saying? He was on this day tonight. On the ABC. Okay. And then was taken from this day tonight to 60 Minutes. And that was a huge coup for Channel 9 at that stage. Brett is so excited he's hitting his microphone with his own face. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, no, he was North American correspondent at the ABC. Uh, and he went to 60 Minutes in 1979 on 35 okay. grand a year, which was apparently considerably less that he was on as the North American correspondent. But, six, but 60 Minutes was, was just starting and uh, was an amazing opportunity for journalists to do uh, long pieces. Yep. And, uh, and so that's how he got his start and then went from there to hosting uh, g- good, good blokes and great superstars. Uh, not quite. He did uh, Midday with Ray for oh, that's right. that's a long right. time. A long time. Mm. That's right, and, uh, and between Mike Walsh and Darren Hinch, I think. Yep, that sounds right. Uh, and then went on to uh, meet my grandmother in Queenscliff, where he was lovely, and then did Great Blokes and Superstars, <laughs> and in between did a current and, affair and, every now and then. And you know, came down and patronised uh, local audiences with his commentary on the Commonwealth Games opening, and uh, uh, and did like a that. and did a great Eric Banner impersonation. Or am I getting that mixed up? Yeah, I think that might be backwards. All right. Uh, he apparently uh, apparently was promised a quiz, uh, no, not a quiz show, a talk show two years ago, and uh, nothing has happened with that in the in the 
in a subsequent time, and that's one of the reasons why he's leaving. So when no. when he was ki- kicked off uh, Current Affair for the last time, he was promised a, a talk show. And in the time in between, Channel 9 have held him on, done nothing with him. No, apparently he's in Cambodia at the moment, working on something for 60 Minutes. Yeah, but he does like one 60 Minutes story every three months. Okay. Uh, he really they don't not, have that kind of lead time they're not using they're not using him at all uh, you know for, for all intents and purposes and uh, or should I say for later on in the show for all intensive purposes <laughs> and uh, it's, I, I think you know good on him it's time to go like it, it's good that he understands that and and that he's he's letting go. Now you guys may have been a little bit cut off from the media over the weekend or something because uh, we're we're talking about a, a report that was reported on Friday. Um, it's not all said and done. There's been a lot oh. of speculation in the press over the weekend about uh, he's come out and made this statement uh, because his contracts up for negotiation and uh, he actually wants to push that up. Ah, oh, right. So it's the old... Which uh, he has come back and... The old bait and switch. ...angrily hit out at suggestions that he's using the threat of quitting to create leverage on his current contract negotiations with Channel 9. Well, who's he going to negotiate um, with? He hasn't yet made a decision, uh, but says that he could make it within days. Or if, it could be sometime in the next four months. If, for instance... Oh, so he hasn't quit. If... No, it's not all over. If, for instance, though, he, he was going to, uh, he, he was going to try to negotiate a new, uh, a new contract mm-hmm. with the head of news and current affairs, who well, would he do it with? <laughs> Gary Linnell, surely. No, we'll see. And that brings us to the next part of Raywatch. It does. Gary Linnell apparently, well, no, not apparently. He quit as he well quit. during quit. the week. Unless, unless you have some inside mail about this as, no, no, as well. No. And, and this was after uh, after the happenings that we reported a couple of weeks ago where yep, with, uh, the, the head of nine approached Adam Boland, the wunderkind, who's uh, taken Sunrise to its meteoric heights. Now, apparently this, this all kicked off in late, Janu- in late July where Linnell received a phone call from Peter Meekin who uh, used to be head of uh, News and, and Current Affairs things. at Channel 9. And then went to Since 7. seven. Yes, and Meekin told Linnell, allegedly, tell Jeff Brown to stop offering people at 7 who are still under contract your job. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if uh, people are aware of this, but Meekin and Linnell, no love lost. Mm. And so uh, now Linnell has come out and made a statement saying, uh, it has become clear to me in recent weeks that I do not have the full support of the company. I now find that I cannot hope to achieve what I set out to do when I joined Nine. It's the, I think it's the only time a resignation letter has been met with, Der Freddy. <laughs> I mean, really? Linnell has done absolutely nothing for Nine. Nine have done absolutely nothing for Linnell. Uh why has he even been in there for for as long as he has? Meanwhile, two months ago, who knew Adam Boland's name? N- none of us. None of us. No. None of us. No. 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 But he was. But we only do a show about television. I'm sure lots so, of people knew. And so uh, <laughs> maybe his friends, family. <laughs> and so the departure of Gary Linnell and the uh, incertitude about what's going to happen at Channel Nine is pointed to as maybe a reason why. Uh, Martin's waffling 
because it could be John Westcott, executive producer of 60 Minutes, who will take that position. Um, apparently the favourites take it out, but also there's speculation that Channel 9's head of sports, Stephen Crawley, is in contention for the role. Um, I have no idea what the politics is between Ray Martin and uh, John Westcott, but perhaps it all hinges on who's the new newscap chief. Oh, okay. Now, this apparently means that Channel 9 have paid something in the order of $25 million to disaffected talent since... Uh, so basically people whose contracts they've torn up. Since Eddie Maguire announced the axing of 100 jobs last year, uh, including $2.5 million to uh, heads of news and current affairs alone. And how much of this is James Talia getting? <laughs> Uh, they've they've had to have severance packages for health reporter Cheryl Taylor, newsreader Sharon Gildella, Gildella, uh, G- Gildella, Jessica Rowe, Yana Vent, Alan Jones. Meanwhile, Alan Jones got paid out apparently hundred thousand. Meanwhile, <laughs> five five minutes a morning. Eddie Maguire five million a year doing for nothing. doing nothing. Bert a million dollars a year. Similarly, doing nothing. But but wants to do stuff. (laughs) I want to do stuff. Give me a million dollars. You got Uh, cake. Shut up. Enjoy it. (laughs) Now, a lot of of this comes down to uh, Eddie's successor, uh, who is, I want to say Jonathan Brown, but that's that's completely wrong. Dan Brown. He's also a uh, writer. Wrote the Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Gordon Brown. He's he's, he's also the uh, Prime Minister of England. Yep. Jeffrey Brown. Jeffrey, yep, Jeffrey Brown, not Jonathan, uh, who who is facing all kinds of uh, all kinds of strife at the moment. He's the one who said that uh, television is just a bucket of contracts, and uh, yeah. and has getting everybody been, on side there. Yeah, it's been trying to live that down ever since. He's he's come out and said he wants to be quote surrounded by people who know TV unquote, <laughs> which is uh, which is <laughs> quite ironic, really. And, and uh, Gary Linnell actually came from newspapers. Yes. So, but was instated. that he had no idea about but, television. But was instated by Eddie Maguire and Jeffrey Brown. I, I would really like to uh, ride a horse that's it, already bolted. Or was it John Alexander that uh, shunted him in there? Also coming from a newspaper background. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, another thing that uh, Brown's going to have to deal with at the moment is the wind payouts. Uh, now we're talking about this last week. Apparently, Win Channel Nine are demanding that Win pay forty percent of their revenue to Channel Nine for not showing their content. This is up from thirty-two percent, uh, which alone is five percent higher than the rivals pay Win and Southern Cross Broadcasting for their for their deals. So basically, they're saying. The quality of the product's going down. No one's actually watching anymore. Pony out more money. Pay us more. Yeah. And uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like people have been put in charge. I remember when Eddie Maguire took the role as head of Channel 9, I was saying what they really need is someone who understands business really well and someone who understands television really well. and he said Eddie Maguire in, in, fits both of those. In, instead of Eddie Maguire. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I thought, well, with Eddie gone, maybe they'll put someone who actually knows a lot about one of them yep. in yep. that role. 
clearly, clearly, no, Maguire was doing better than this. <laughs> which I'm Which is, which I'm is a huge at. thing for you to say. Yes. Because you're not his biggest fan. No, no, I'm not. Mm. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I met Steve Quatermain. He's a lovely guy. Really? They work together. So uh, I'm guessing really? I'm guessing Eddie's a Some of it's got to rub off. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while we're speaking about contracts, uh, Australia's fourth commercial force in television, SBS, have their own dramas going on. They sure do with Mary Kostakidis. Uh, now, now Mary Kostakidis has been reading the news on SBS almost since its inception. Yes. She's been doing it for nearly 20 years. She was working yep. as a reporter before that. But she was also part of the original board that uh, started off SBS. Oh, really? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she, in her contract, she had that she was to be the primary newsreader of the World News at 6.30. She was also to have some sort of editorial control in the news bulletin. Uh, in the last few months, they've extended it to an hour broadcast. They've mm-hmm. brought in Stan Grant, which uh, she isn't that happy about. He's been getting a lot of the hard-hitting stories, where she's been getting more of the fluff pieces. and also Which is what the ladies get. And also they've been, uh, they've been bringing in... Uh, they've brought in ads. Yeah, which, which is... Revenue's up, ratings are down. I think the the uh, news is down one point or one and a half points, which is quite staggering when you're SBS. And I mean, Costa Kid is, is a fantastic newsreader, mm-hmm. and uh, and has been for for the whole time that she's been on, which is why she's got twenty years under her belt. Yep. Uh, I don't think this would happen if she was a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this would. I also don't think this would happen if she was at uh, another network. If she was at nine or seven. Yep. Her, uh, well, her friends are her friends are claiming that she's been ignored and intimidated ever since the news has become the hour-long bulletin. Again, may not happen if she was a man. They also say that uh, she's personally offended by the money-grubbing commercialisation of the show and feels management are abandoning the kind of principles with which SBS was set up and that she personally helped devise. Mm. Well, around Australia, SBS News was known as the primary source of international news. Yep. If you wanted to know what was happening in the rest of the world, you watch the SBS News yep. at 6.30 at in night. F- in fact, there wasn't that much coverage of, of Australian news. No. Well, yep. because that's covered elsewhere. Mm. And, so, yep. and so it was a perfect companion to the ABC News. So you'd watch half an hour of world news and then uh, go to your local stuff on the ABC. And that's an hour of news. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you didn't want to watch Stan Grant, you watched SBS News. Yes. 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 I hadn't even thought of that. Mm. And now it's, it's just now if I want to watch if I want to watch coverage of world events, I will turn on the Jim Lehrer News Hour at five o'clock or on mm-hmm. SBS mm-hmm. and watch that and get it, and get it from that. And SBS News it means nothing to me now. Mm, dead to you. Dead to me. Mm. It is dead to me. Mm. And especially now without Costakidis, what they're going to put Leeling Chin and her ridiculous hairstyles on? Are they? I have no idea. It's my guess. I'll just be the Stan show. Could, yeah. Could, could you imagine Lee Lin Chin and Stan Grant on, on one desk together? Ooh. Ooh just, there'd be some fighting. They'd just have Stan Grant doing both roles. He'll dress up as somebody else and he'll do both. I mean, we can do it. Brett and I do it. That's, that's we, true. I mean, and, we're actually just the one person. And maybe without Mary there, it'll give Stan a bit of a, a chance to play some guitar. <laughs> and we can't get enough of that. 
yeah, hi, g'day, I'm Katrina Mathers and I'm on the box cutters. How cool is that? <laughs> it's very cool, Katrina. Almost as cool as the new show from the Spike Network, which is kind of the uh, male answer to the W, our own W, which is a women's network. Mm. It's a men's network in the US. Yep. And, uh, and they, they have programming they don't have much at men. Supposedly, yeah, young males. They don't have much original content. Most of it's rebroadcast stuff. The only original show that we probably have heard of before this is the Joe Schmo show. Right, which, which was... Uh, <laughs> it's kind of... Uh, it was kind of reality twist. Every, everybody was in on it except did, for the one guy. Mm-hmm. Did Spike have the man show? Uh don't know. And I, I think I remember when Spike started, we may have even reported it on this show, that uh, Spike Lee was suing them. Yes. Yep. For, for the name. Uh, God knows why. The man loves a lawsuit. <laughs> Shouldn't he understand after taking on the World Volleyball uh, Commission? <laughs> he doesn't actually have a case there? <laughs> the new show, The Kill Point, is their first, uh, their first foray into drama. And let's pray it's their last. You didn't like it. I did. I did not like it. It stars. Uh, it stars Donnie Wahlberg. It does. Who used to be in New Kids on the Block, and then was in The Sixth Sense. Yes. Yes. And, and then was uh, in Boomtown. Yes. And uh, Saw Two. I think. In fact, this has got quite a few Saw and The Wire alumni. Well, the, the man who plays Jigsaw mm-hmm. is uh, is in it. He yep. plays Tobin he plays Bell, the the rich man. Yes, the Trump-like building magnate. Uh, who uh, who basically holds the city in the palm of his hand. Yes. His daughter is caught up in a bank heist. Yep. Well, it's quite a simple story, really. It, bank heist it's, goes uh, wrong, yep. turns into a hostage situation. Yep. And John Leguizamo is, uh, I, I know, in a heist show. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, who you'd recognise from ER as well as lots of movies. Romeo and Juliet. Yep. Um, who was in ER? A doctor, John Leguizamo. <laughs> he was he was a doctor, a little uh, a little doctor. <laughs> and he uh, essentially, what they've done is is they've they've taken the very basic uh, element of uh, the Wild Bunch. So you've got a, a bunch of ex army people who uh, were, were together in a platoon, and they decide that the only way they can really survive now in a post war world is uh, is by robbing banks. Mm. Uh, and they go to rob this very large bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes horribly wrong because there's an FBI agent there who, for no good reason, decides to open fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a good reason. There is no good reason. Everyone Ford was safe. in the plot. <laughs> Everyone was That's safe. That's a good reason. Isn't she it? pulls her gun, opens fire. <laughs> And thus the story happens. So they've got you've got the ex-soldiers and the customers who are hostages inside. And outside, you've got cops, negotiators, FBI, SWAT, other ex-soldiers from their platoon trying to save the soldiers inside. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Trump-like magnet who's, uh, whose daughter's inside. Yeah, and, and so all he wants is to get his daughter out safely. Mm. Donnie Wahlberg is, uh, he plays the negotiator who mm. wants to get... Everybody out safely. If oh, it oh, takes oh, a whole oh, year, oh, grammar obsessed. <sighs> I was, I was getting to that. I was getting to. Okay, he, he has a predilection for grammar. Mm-hmm. Here's the and, thing, and, and, and 
and tends to correct people's grammar at the most inopportune time. In, in, in like trying to negotiate with well, with they'll be you know they'll be counting and... down to killing a uh, to killing a hostage. This is one one, pati- one particular <laughs> one particular you know it's supposed to be a very uh, very exciting edge of your seat moment. Mm-hmm. They've cut the power off to the to the bank. John Leguizamo has told Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, none of these characters really deserve names. <laughs> has told Donnie Wahlberg that uh, Mr. Wolf has told the negotiator. Has told the negotiator who has some weird name. He was Horst uh, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> Horst Kelly, Captain Horst Kelly. Uh, he uh, so has told him you have exactly one hour to turn the uh, to, to turn the power back on, or I shoot a hostage dead. That's the implication. Mm-hmm. A hostage will die at the end of an hour if the electricity is not turned turn back on. They piss fart around for about 20 minutes and, uh, and say, well, no, we're not going to turn the electricity back on. We're not going to turn the electricity back on. And then things are starting to get a little bit heated and maybe they are going to have to turn the electricity back on. Maybe not. But the negotiators and, and the SWAT team, and they've put their headquarters in a place called Marco's. It's a, it's a little cafe. Mm-hmm. A little cafe called Marco's. It's spelt M-A-R-C-O-S apostrophe. And, uh, so it's Marcos's. Uh, no, it's Marcos. S apostrophe. We're getting Brett. <laughs> Brett, let the story happen. Okay. I had to. You should, you should be a negotiator. <laughs> so, so it gets to, to about 20 minutes. And, and Donnie Wahlberg's got this uh, little offsider uh, who seems to do every job possible. Uh, he uh, he says he, he says to the offside the offside says well, what are we going to do about the electricity and Donnie Wahlberg says can you please find out for me if Marco has a partner if uh, maybe there's a cousin Marco an uncle Marco a friend Marco is there another Marco involved the guy the guy goes okay I'll go and find out meanwhile you, you think about the electricity and he, he goes off and then more stuff happens at the bank and then they come back and uh, and and there's then they're counting down they're, they're counting down there's they're like counting five, down somebody's five, gonna die five in. minutes to there's five minutes to go the guy comes back and says I've found out uh, there is no marker there's no other marker there's no uncle there's no cousin there's no friend there's there no was partner one marker there's only one marker what are you gonna do about the electricity Donnie Wahlberg says See, there wasn't five minutes. There's like 30 seconds. No, 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 no. And they're counting down. No, no. Maybe I made it more exciting than it was. I think you made it more exciting. Because it gets gets to that, though. So Mm. he says to the offsider, go and get me a can of spray paint. Mm. Then we cut back to it's 45 seconds to go. Yeah. And the the captain, the SWAT team, is saying, you have 45 seconds to go. What are you going to do? do? What are you going to do? do? Countdown, countdown. And uh, and, uh, Donnie Wilber is going, where's my spray paint? (laughs) And the guy finally 30 comes, seconds. 30 <laughs> seconds to go. You've got 30 seconds to go. And then he goes into this tirade about possessive S's and apostrophes. <laughs> Climbs up on the, the counter. 20 seconds. 20 seconds to go. Reaches the sign. Spray pans out the errant apostrophe. <laughs> 10 draws seconds. A 10 big seconds apostrophe to go. in. And then cut. That's all we see. Then, back to the bank, the power goes back on. This show is a piece of shit. <laughs> it is an absolute piece of shit. I mean, I, I understand the idea of characters having a little something extra. Just yep. a little something extra. Yep. But for heaven's sake, don't make it the plot. <laughs> By no means should you, should you make it the plot. You've, you've, you've also got all the, the cliches of, you know, 
he's he is always right. Not only is he grammar obsessed, this negotiator, he is always right. His instincts are always right. Perfect record. Therefore, everybody above him is incompetent and stupid. Yes. So when the FBI, when the FBI negotiator steps in and starts trying to negotiate, she looks like she's about to start crying when Mr. Wolf calls her from the bank two or three times with prank phone calls. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. Just, and and, and that's, that's the end of her. And she, she's playing all this, like, distorting sounds to try and get them to come out thinking she's wonderful. He and, rings her twice or three order, times. Orders a pizza. Or, <laughs> and then she... Turn the music off. That's it. That's it. <laughs> as, she, as she walks away. Meanwhile, Donnie Wahlberg goes, buys them a cake, yeah. and swaps a cake for a hostage. Yeah. He's going to get these hostages out one at a time. Now, who's he work for? Is he like local cop? He's local cop. Now, I, I understand your your displeasure at this, and if you're listening at home, it's exactly what you've seen. If you if it's exactly what you've seen before, if you think of a negotiating that kind of drama, that's exactly what it is. There's no surprises here, but there is a market for this. Like it's not us, no, but there is a market for this, don't you think? I don't think what, so. I idiots. Think, <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idiots already have much better product at, at their uh, at their disposal. They've, they've got they've got twenty four, which is this takes a lot from twenty four. Mm. I mean, twenty four has a lot to answer for mm. uh, when it's you know leading to to this sort of crap. Mm. Uh, it, it really it, it really does take a lot from uh, from from shows like that. And see, see, I think yeah, I, I think you're being a bit harsh. I think I think people would enjoy this. Really, I- idiots, maybe. You think, yeah, the idiots, think, you think the idiots will like it? Uh, it so, so is it sure. like John Q? John Q. I haven't seen John Q. Uh, Denzel John Washington Q? goes into a hospital and holds hostages because he wants to give his dying son. Probably is, is that kind of like a is that, is that kind of like a, a chess game between the negotiator and the, a little bit of that? Yeah, um, it's, but it's like kind of, just shit. It's, <laughs> it's see, it's it's kind of like that. It's kind of like Cadillac Man. It's kind of like Dog Day Afternoon, and yet. It's it's also like a turd you've stepped in and then <laughs> before realising it, you've gotten into the car and now it's all over the accelerator. <laughs> I, Kill Point, really, I've seen three episodes of it. Mm. I think that's all I need to see. There, Although, there are only eight. Oh, really? See, yeah. I might play it out to the end <laughs> just, for, just for the sake of it. I, I think because I enjoy slapping myself in the head. Are you I, just trying to get back at Josh for JFC? Yeah, are you trying to get back at me for, for jumping? Because you told me I had to watch this show. It's like a full twenty-three episode season, isn't it? You're just streaming along. <laughs> you, you said to me next week. Next week we're doing the kill point, and I thought, excellent new show. Haven't seen it. Went downloaded it. Yeah, that's that's the idea of the show. We're all meant to watch them. Brett, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's man on the street. I'm man on the street. <laughs> it's uh, you know what? It, it is an it is an absolutely terrible show. Uh, a, a lot of the people who uh, people who worked on it. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg was in Boomtown, which also was kind of similar to, to this to this genre. Uh, it, probably a little bit better. People actually liked Boomtown. God knows why. Mm. Channel 7 was showing up for a while here. A couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, and uh, directed by Steve Schill, who who has quite a good pedigree. He's, he worked on The Tudors. He worked on Rome. Uh, he's worked on Dexter. He's worked on Brotherhood as, I, I, as a director. I... I, I I, I still stand by the thing I reckon there's an audience for this. I'm sure there's an audience for it. The audience is, is quite possibly the Spike audience. Yeah. It's not me. It made me very, very angry. <laughs> very angry. But Are you one of those that follows... <laughs> follows, 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 follows. 
made me very angry, but <laughs> I think it's time we went into another segment. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their Now I can talk as much as I want. this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. I, you know what? I don't. I don't buy. <laughs> I don't buy a getting cut, cut off and, and b. I, I just, I don't buy the kill point. You don't buy the kill point. Well, I've got something else you might not buy. This is a, uh, this is a, this is a, a kind of uh, a kind of special. I don't buy it. I think this week. I, I won't say too much yet. We'll we'll work up to it. So uh, so follow me with it if you can. Uh, there's a butcher in his butcher shop, and he's on the phone with his wife. And he's talking about the fact that they're going to have chicken for dinner. Oh, And he says, oh, I've got just the thing. Tender, juicy chicken blended with herbs. It'll be perfect. And you can see all the uh, women in the shop, because only women do the shopping, these uh, attractive middle-aged women all standing around, leeringly looking at the butcher, saying, oh, I like a slice of him. Listening in or, on this, or his chicken, or his chicken. Listening in and saying, "Oh, that sounds nice. We might get some of that chicken for ourselves." But shock horror, the butcher hangs up the phone and walks straight out of the butcher shop without taking any chicken with him or what's, any orders from the women. What's going on? So he walks into KFC. No, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he it's all supposed a, to be funny. Yours or whatever it is, <laughs> it's, I, uh, it's documentary, Ross. <laughs> this is. Then he turns around and hears a voice say to him, "Well, you are the expert." And one of the women from the bakery is standing behind Butch- him. Butchery. Sorry, from the butchery is standing behind him, and she's followed him from the butcher shop to KFC to find out about this meat. Pull back with the camera. The entire crowd from the butcher shops. All there, they've all followed him there, and they're all waiting to buy the KFC. He's like the <laughs> Piper of Hamblin, but the rats are the shopping housewives. Now, now this 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 is a long tradition in KFC ads. Yeah, harking back to 1993, when Elle McPherson was advertising that uh, she ate at KFC. Okay, uh, in because she's an expert in eating healthy. <laughs> And this this was really the, the whole thing. She was an expert in, in eating healthily. I mean, that's how she, she got the body the, the way she is. Uh, and uh, and they were they had a, a range of roast chicken. Right. So the expert there, 14 years later, now it's a butcher. Oh. So they roast it and then deep fry? Yeah, the, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I was in uh, – I remember that it was 1993 because I was in first year biology and uh, – uh, and, uh, our lecturer was uh, was telling us how much crap that ad was, right? <laughs> but, but gave us actual you know scientific evidence for it mm. being crap. Well, there's another similarly themed KFC ad on at the moment where a young couple are going, they're in a car, they're going on a date, and the girl's saying, "Oh, I'm so hungry, I've got to eat something," and the guy's saying, "Oh, I'm taking you to this beautiful restaurant. You're going to eat the best chicken you've ever had. It's fantastic." Same deal. They pull off at KFC. She goes, oh, KFC eats the chicken. Oh, my God, it's delicious. She doesn't just freaking dump his sorry ass <laughs> right there. And no, she doesn't. Kick she doesn't. it to the curb. But the uh, the kicker with this ad is when they walk out, she says, oh, good thing we got here early. 
they pull back to a wide shot and there's thousands upon thousands of people pouring into KFC. And no queue. No queue inside, but just thousands and thousands. And and I've I've seen these two ads during the week, and it got me thinking that really all KFC ads are shit. Like all KFC ads. Hang on. What about the one with, with the West Indies cricket team? Exactly. But that exactly was genius. my point. What about the beach cricket ads? Exactly my point. What about the toasted <laughs> twister ads where she kills all her household appliances because she's trying to toast her twisters? Which, uh, you, you know what? I, I It makes me just think that much like the kill point, yes. KFC are looking only at idiots here. <laughs> Because the the toasted twister ad, she she ruins all of those appliances. But yep. for sixty bucks, she could have gone out and bought herself one of those very same toasters that they use at KFC. Yep. That they show on the ad. Yep. Why didn't she just go and do that? Yep. yep. Instead of getting the blowtorch out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What about the finger soccer ads where they're playing finger soccer with the little mashed potato balls or whatever they are, or the uh, the zinger ad where the Chris Judd look alike. Says, oh, what's it taste like for the spicy chicken? And his friend hits him in the head. Or the uh, they're made fresh, all singing, all dancing KFC ad, you know, where they say, oh, do you want to know what's in them? And all the KFC ads start singing and dancing like their, uh, their frozen chicken is actually very fresh. And all of this got me thinking. Oh, now, I'm not a KFC eater. I've eaten there once, I think, in the last 10 years. But there's a big problem that the ads don't make me want to eat at KFC. They're just, they're just terrible ads. And I think advertising is a blight on humanity generally. But KFC ads are a blight on advertising. <laughs> yes. So I would like to say, I would like to propose, if you two are in agreement, that we have our first Box Cutters Hall of Shame <laughs> entrant with uh, KFC. Ah, oh, for... for- Long-term for service services. to crap ads. <laughs> services to the advertising mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you, I think so. If you can, if you can think of a good KFC ad that there has ever been, and there are so many ads well, for mean, KFC on. Basically, it seems that that all these campaigns are, are merely designed to prompt the dullard brains of the idiots who have been brought up on the crap. Uh, that oh, I haven't had KFC today. Let's go get <laughs> some. Compa- but compare- is, is it any surprise that they're the major sponsor of Big Brother year in year out? <laughs> compare. Compared to, to, to those KFC ads, mm-hmm. a, a m- quite recent McDonald's ad. Yeah. Now, I haven't ate, eaten McDonald's for 11 years, mm-hmm. almost exactly 11 years, mm-hmm. and, uh, and have no desire to eat McDonald's. They have a new burger out. This is the Name It Burger. Yes. Oh, yes. I saw that ad and went, that looks like quite a nice burger. It actually does. They've made their food look nice yep. to the point where I thought, hmm, wouldn't mind a hamburger. Didn't end up going to McDonald's, but... Same with the chips. You see the chips, they look all nice and toasty, golden, golden and brown, rather than white and uncooked. Do you, do you remember those... Fa- <laughs> they are. They are white and <laughs> undercooked chips. Do, do you remember that uh, great uh, that great Pizza Hut ad where... Uh, one, three, were, double, one, double, six. No, not, not that one. Although that was that was some excellent <laughs> advertising Dougie. because... You remember it. I still remember the name. I still remember the tune They now. had, uh, they had, they had sliced, sliced ingredients in kind of slow motion. And the breaking lettuce, the ice cream lettuce. On a black ba- background and uh, and just, you know, tomatoes. It, it was almost balletic the, yeah, the way yeah, they had it. Yeah. Th- those were great fast food ads. Yeah. KFC just have... Uh, Red Rooster... Red Rooster's... Asian satay chicken wraps 
have better ads than uh, <laughs> than than any of those KFC ads we've seen recently. Well, and they're, they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> KFC at least have those ads where you know everything in the ads red or the the no, significant you're target thing, the significant thing in the ads red. You know, that that, it's red got to be red. It's got to be red. It's got. Oh, that's be red, red. Red Rooster. Yeah. You said KFC. Oh, sorry. Yes. They they have those. They have those ones. They're pretty yeah, good. But but KFC they KFC have nothing. What what are they doing? Yeah. Because yeah. obviously they're spending a lot of money on advertising. They are. They are. There's all kinds of ads. So round of applause. KFC. Yeah, good good on you, KFC. Time. Well done. Well done. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. Things you may have missed. Return. We haven't had a things you may have missed for a we while. We haven't for a long time. And this. And we've got to wait for a whole new batch of stuff for people to miss. Yes. And then <laughs> we'll say things you may have missed. Well, this is a, a much requested one, especially over the GAT period. Mm. Twin Peaks. Now, we should, we should put a disclaimer on the front of this. Uh, two of the three box cutters are such Twin Peaks nerds, they actually wrote their own Twin Peaks fantasy scripts. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, uh, I've yes, not yes. seen the whole thing. I've seen the odd episode. Oh, you've taped it. Back in the day. No, no, no. I never <laughs> taped it. He hasn't gotten up to it yet. The, um, yes, Ross and, Ross and I uh, at uh, university. Oh, you said it was us. I was hoping people think it was Brett. <laughs> Brett. Yeah, but it's either Brett and you or Brett and me. Either way, it's one of us. Yeah, it may as well true. just be both of us. Yeah. Brett, Brett hasn't even seen it. <laughs> we, uh, as, as, a, as a project for, for school, we, uh, we wrote the three, uh, along with uh, Hamish Wright, mm-hmm. who went on to uh, work in television for right, uh, Secret Life of Secret Us, Life of us and, and some other things. Uh, we wrote the three episodes that would come after the end of the last episode of Twin Peaks. Uh, and I think we all got good marks for it, too. Yeah, we did. Patrick yeah. Edgeworth was our teacher, and he was. He, he was quite fond of it. So, Ross and I have seen <laughs> Twin Peaks a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. We're big fans of it. I mean, we, we've discussed before how, how we're big fans of David Lynch. Twin Peaks, I think, uh, is, is probably one of the, the highest points of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, a television show like no other at the time. We start off, the, the, the credits roll, it's a sleepy... North Pacific Township, uh, basically a woodmill township, and uh, and it starts off very slowly. We see a man getting ready to go fishing, an old man getting ready to go fishing, walking down towards the shore, and he comes across a body wrapped in plastic. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> no, and and then from from there on, we discover that it was Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer's body wrapped in plastic. Laura Palmer was everything to everyone in this town. She was the homecoming queen. She was uh, Meals on Wheels uh, volunteer. She was bikers' girlfriends. She was footballers' girlfriends. Uh, later on, we discover she was uh, a prostitute. She worked at the at drug the, addict. A drug addict. She worked at the at the local uh, department store at the perfume counter. Where she had time for all of this, no one knows. <laughs> but she, she did all of this. And the town is, is really brought to, to their knees at, at the death of this, this wonderful... But at, at this stage, none of those secret bits are, are known about Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only know her as the most wonderful girl in the world. 
the town is brought to its knees. Uh, school is, is let out. The mill is shut down for the day, which costs the mill heaps and heaps of money. Uh, it, the whole town stops. To investigate the crime comes FBI agent Dale Cooper, mm. played by Kyle MacLachlan. And uh, he, uh, he is a man of affectations. He loves pie. He loves coffee. Quite fond of donuts. Uh, Has some very unusual policing techniques. Yes. Uh, loves the smell Including of Douglas one, furs. Including one revolving, getting people to revolve blindfolded in a field and then throw bottles. And then, <laughs> throw, and then throw bottles. Throw, uh, throw stones at bottles. When, when a name is called. Mm. Uh, some very interesting, some very interesting techniques. He's a man who has dreams and then acts on those dreams. The, the bottle mm. thing was was acting on on one of those dreams. Yep. The show is genius. Mm-hmm. It, it the whole it looks like a movie the whole way through. It, I think it's was the first time we ever saw television shot the way a movie should be shot. Mm-hmm. And and it's a mix of uh, very kind of almost twee soap opera type storylines and this really strange unsettling mystery and comedy as well mm. there's there's a lot of comedy in there yep. as as well uh particularly with the soap opera parts a lot of the the soap opera in the show is uh is countered with a soap opera that everybody watches on television called invitation to love mm. and uh and it, it was the soap opera part of it that i think david lynch really loved uh, and uh, it was the soap opera part of it that, that really kind of took hold of the show. Uh, of course, the network, I think it was ABC in the States, wanted the death of Laura Palmer solved. Mm, now, Lynch never wanted it solved. He just wanted it floating in the background, ongoing. And, and it was the question that, that overtook culture everywhere. It did, it did. It Who did, killed but, that's, Laura Palmer? but that's, that's the result of ABC's marketing. Whereas Lynch just went, well, this is just the life of the town. Mm. And uh, and fell in love with the town, and it, it, the characters were amazing. It's the first time that we saw characters that were as well drawn with such ridiculous affectations. Yep. Uh, the, the lady with the patch, the lady with the log, mm. uh, the the people who worked at the at the diner, mm. uh, Cheryl and Fenn's character as uh, as Audrey Horn. Not so much uh, Laura Palmer's playing her own cousin. <laughs> yeah, not, not so much that. That's you know what. There are times when Lynch is wrong, and uh, and I think when 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 he said, you know what, I discovered she's a really good actor. He was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. Also, uh, not so much the the time that uh, Laura's cousin and uh, and skinny girl <laughs> forgot Donna Donna Lara uh, Flynn Boyle. And James are sitting around in in Donna's lounge room mm. playing a song. Which, into a tape recorder, which is a which is a continuity error anyway, because at that time James is in jail. Yes, yes. So we're not quite sure how he got out to record the song. I, I think I think you should say here there there are some. I mean, I love Twin Peaks, and there are some fantastic moments in it. There are some dreadful, awful moments in it as well. Yes, I mean there, there's enough well, there's, good there's moments. There's that one with James in the song. There's enough good moments to make it fantastic, but there are there are some terrible subplots. Like when James goes off to the other town and gets involved in the murder mystery. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that all, you know, all of that kind of happens in the second season. Mm. The second season uh, where Lynch was busy and, and wasn't wasn't around as much does lose the plot 
uh, a little bit. Agent Cooper actually uh, loses a, a lot of his character during that time there are things that cooper does that he would never ever do for instance wearing a a miller shirt you know a lumberjacks shirt Mm, yep uh little things like that where his character just starts slipping and becomes a a caricature of itself yep uh you also have david duchovny popping up as as a uh, agent dennis slash denise denise crossdresser uh, which is again hilarious, Duchovny at mm. at his best. Mm. Uh, you've just, but amazing storytelling as well. So intricate to to be able to to follow what's going on and know who all the characters are. Uh, you did have to watch from from the beginning and and watch it religiously, which is kind of like a soap opera in in, in that sense. Uh, but we got so many great things from Twin Peaks. The owls are not what they seem. Mm. Uh, still, whenever I see an owl, I think it's not what it seems. <laughs> the giant. The giant's a great character. The gi- giant was, was giant. an excellent character. And Slash world's oldest busboy. Yes. One and the same. Uh, but the, uh, the world's oldest busboy, or the, the porter, or mm. whoever he is, uh, him just coming into the room after Agent Cooper's been shot uh, because of a wood tick... Mm. Saying, I hung it up for you. Things like that. That, that I, little I, bit. I have my eye on you. <laughs> it's kind of, well, yeah, that's it's kind of where all of those things come from. Yep. It's We talked about it a lot in Gat, referred to it a lot, and said a lot of this has come from Twin Peaks. Without Twin Peaks, I don't think we would have the television that we have today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just really, really important television. I, I've said a lot of things about it. I don't want to say too much because I think everyone should go out and, and rent it. Plus, it's got the world's greatest ending. It, it really does. It really does. Second series, not as good. It's got more high points and many more low points. End of the whole series. Absolutely fantastic. The whole... You know what? Every... So is it two series? It's... It is two series. The first series... There's 30 episodes. The first series only had... Six. Eight episodes. Eight? And in the second series had 22. Mm-hmm. But it, it gets very... I mean, I always watch it on video, so it's hard for me to know where the series start and finish exactly. Uh, it gets even more complicated that there's a pilot movie, and the pilot movie may or may not, if you're watching the European version, that's included in the box set. But if you're mm-hmm. watching the American version, it's not. Yeah, there was... It, a, it's all very... There was it's all a, very all over so the place. There was a TV movie that involved uh, a different ending uh, because, of course, there, there's, uh, there was a two-hour pilot to the show but also a TV movie that used a lot of the same footage but also uh, a lot of different footage. Uh, Cooper's dream in the, in the TV movie is a lot longer uh, and has a, a lot more answers in it than his dream in the television show. But if you buy the DVD that has the pilot two-hour episode in it... okay. Uh, or at least the the version I got from Amazon does, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just make sure that you have it from episode one. That's that's all I need to say. Yep. Yep. If if you start watching episode one and, and Cooper's it, driving in the car saying, "I had a strange dream last night, Diane," you know you're at the wrong you're spot. You're at the wrong <laughs> spot. If you don't see an old man walk down to the yep. shore and find a body wrapped in plastic, you're at the wrong spot. Take it back to the video store. Demand your money back. But Definitely rent Twin Peaks, buy Twin Peaks, watch it over and over and over again, uh, and you'll know a little bit more about me and Ross. And how's the theme tune go? Dum. Dum, dum. Dum. <laughs> do, do, 
I'm disappointed that we haven't. I love about Twin Peaks. I'm disappointed we haven't sung enough themes <laughs> to our <laughs> show. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> now uh, I, I want to get serious for a moment. Stop singing. We've got to get serious. Uh, I want to talk about Media Watch. Oh yes, and I have a question for you. Who watches the watches? Uh, we, we do Monday nights, nine fifteen. That's that's interesting because, uh, because last that's when we're week, this show. <laughs> last week on Media Watch, they ran a story about Channel Ten and how Channel Ten had ads for Australian Idol over the credits of Cracker Jack. So squeezing the credits so that you couldn't actually see uh, now, who did the, the week- what nice on the try show. Media Watch. Yeah, we broke no, this story three weeks ago in episode ninety seven. I, yeah. Brett doesn't remember. No, he, no he I, do. I do. I do. I do. He, does, he does remember, but next week when he listens to it, he'll, he'll go, oh, yeah, we it's, did that. It's okay that Media Watch's researchers look to us to lead the way. I no, don't think it no, is. No, it's not, because if, the, if that happened in any other medium, they would demand creditation. They would demand it. <laughs> and first the chaser rip us off, and now this. Absolutely ridiculous. But to be serious for a second, if I can ask, why did it take them two weeks to steal our material? It took them surely two weeks they to get could, Mick Malloy. Surely they could steal it straight away. But uh, but uh, <laughs> being serious for a second, uh, is this really the sort of stuff we want to be seeing on Media Watch? No. Well, you know what? It's fine to mention it maybe in a in a little uh, a little teaser. You know how they have their teasers. But they but actually went. Out. They actually went out and got. An interview with Mick Malloy. That's true. To just say, yeah, it's shit. But that's how they do Media Watch now. And this has come in because of the, the required balance that. Uh, there was has, no balance there. Has been brought in there from Tony There was no Tony balance. Scott there was Media Watch saying because it Media was Watch, shit. Media Watch have to give the opportunity to the people that they're talking about uh, to have they didn't a reply. They didn't interview anyone from Channel 10. No, but they, they would have given Channel 10 the right of reply. They Channel Mick 10 Malloy. just wouldn't have said anything. That, actually, that is my understanding. Actually, I think they, uh, I think they probably may have. Oh, I right. I can't, I can't remember. All, all I remember was sitting there going, "They're ripping us off." <laughs> now, on uh, on Thursday, the Australian took aim at uh, at Media Watch and had th- not over that, not over them ripping us off, <laughs> no, but they had three separate pieces, three separate articles. On Media Watch in uh, in Thursday's Australian, uh, there was uh, there's a lot of fuss that the Australian think that Media Watch is biased against them. Uh, as we said earlier, we record. Uh, we haven't been keeping up with Media Watch because we record this show while it's on. Um, I, I have a PVR now, and so I can tape it. Oh, do you tape it? Yeah. Oh, you see, uh, I have a PVR too, but I have a wife <laughs> who tapes other things. Uh, so, but they they had. They were teeing up uh, Media Watch over three particular stories that Media Watch didn't cover. Media Watch didn't cover the Costello Brissenden affair, which uh, which would seem perfect for Media Watch given its uh, its discussion of on and off the record, and also uh, the fascinating stuff about background, which I never knew about, with uh, politicians giving interviews and and giving backstory for for what they're going to do than stuff that isn't necessarily on the record. Yep. Uh, another one was the HMAS. Well, although when they did it, they weren't told this is off the record. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't until, until the day after. It wasn't until the day after. Contacted yep. by Costello's media 
Yep. Handler. Uh, Media Watch also didn't do the stuff about HMAS Sydney, where uh, three papers wrongly reported that the HMAS Sydney had been found when it the wreck uh, of the wreck of when it hadn't been found, and they also didn't cover uh, Rudd and the strippers, which. Uh, the reason they possibly should have looked at that was because uh, accusations were flying afterwards about who knew about it and whether they were sitting on the story or why it was why it was basically released when it was released when it happened four years ago. Now, I think criticising Media Watch is, is... Sorry, could I just say, last week's Media Watch, they ripped us off with that thing. They did a story on a newsreader mispronouncing something. You know what and, and, and they did another one of another another fluff piece of garbage. It, uh, well, there'd be a thing from a dub, Steve Price, Steve Price. Steve Price. talking about uh, drunken drivers when he. Oh, was... you know what? I just remembered another thing I hated about the kill point. <laughs> so, do you think that? I mean, what do we want from Media Watch? What I what I want from Media Watch is some of what uh, the Australians saying in that story. I would like to see. Media Watch do a story on how the Costello affair, uh, sorry, not the Costello affair, the, the Rudd affair was covered yep. in the media. Uh, who did it well? Who yep. did it poorly? Yep. I'd like to see Media Watch uh, do stories on uh, a Northern Territory newspaper having headlines about Crocs. Now, see, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I want Media Watch to do, to do stories about what the media is covering now, and, Ross and hasn't, whether they're covering it rightly or wrongly. Ross hasn't yet mentioned that uh, Tim Palmer was actually questioned about why uh, they hadn't been covered, who explained Tim Palmer is, is the uh, executive producer of uh, Media Watch. So th- this year's David I Salter. Think the, yes, he is EP. Uh, David who, Salter actually wrote one of the articles in The Australian criticising who, who said this that current incarnation of media watch each of those stories was at the end of its life so so because of the timing of it they'd they'd broken on uh the the tuesday or you know just a day or two after media watch and so there wasn't anything more that they that media watch could contribute to it except for discuss how it was covered which no one else in the media did and and some would say that's their job there to watch the media mm-hmm you see, the, the 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 stories that they are doing seem such fluffy, light, crappy stories. I mean, they're not doing anything of substance. Well, because well, they, they don't want to get into trouble. And it's intentionally had its teeth taken away. You think? Yeah. We we knew this at the beginning of, of this season, that this that this season of Media Watch was just going to be... As much as Monica Attard said that Media Watch was coming back and it wasn't going to be pulling any punches, they came back and they're pulling punches. All over the shop. It's only they've only got fifteen minutes, and they have to throw away five minutes of it with right of reply every freaking week. And but then, but then they have things like the Mick Malloy thing, which is not right of reply. There's it needs no further comment. Just they they ruined the end of the film. That's it. Well, I mean, it's a throwaway thing for us to be doing. Yes, I mean, I, I you know when I was doing it, I was debating, you know, does anyone care about? Cracker Jack, whatever we did it as, as kind of half a crap TV along with something else that we had at the time. Uh, it's it's certainly not something Media Watch should be bothering doing, and they certainly shouldn't be ripping us off with it. And uh, and <laughs> they also uh, they also shouldn't be uh, basically get, getting McMalloy to say things that they've said, but five times in different ways. Hmm. Uh, I don't buy Media Watch. 
We really do need a thing for this Oh, it's going to come. It's going to come. I have it at least. Oh, it's going to come. So there's another point in the in the kill point. This is in episode three when he's talking to the FBI agent. Save it for pork. Save it for pork. I could use it as a quote. This this one's for this one's for Brett. Jennifer Love Hewitt has come out during the week to talk about uh, Ghost Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Which uh, just returned to screens she, uh, in Melbourne last week. She's saying, uh, she's, she's basically complaining that she can't watch it. She gets too emotional. And, uh, and poor Jenny said, I can't. I cry every time I watch it. It kills me. I cried for the entire shooting of the pilot. I'm very moved by it. I can't. I cry every time I watch it. It kills me. I, I have much the same reaction. <laughs> Okay, question three. Which canal? All these going to be about war. No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? The result of last week's quiz is in, and the answer was David Milch or Cam Nunn. Not both. Not, Not both. both. To those uh, <laughs> to, to those people who wrote in with both, thinking they were covering their bases, I listened back to last week's episode just to make sure we specifically said we want one or the other, but not both. If you give us both, you will be disqualified. Sorry, Stephen. As such, you have been disqualified. The winner of the Crumpler The Bundle camera bag is Mike Beckham. Congratulations, oh, congratulations Mike. Mike. If, you, uh, if you email us, tell us where you live, we'll work out a way for you to either pick up your uh, Crumpler The Bundle or, uh, or we'll try to get it out to you uh, via Carrier Pigeon or some such. Well, had it, pigeons go- we could strap it to the pigeon's back or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, get in touch with us, Mike, but we'll actually get in touch with you. We'll uh, send you an email after, after this show goes out and... Uh, and uh, we'll work out a way. Thanks also to Crumpler for providing us with giveaways for our listeners. And uh, for this week? This week, this week's question is, who hosts Media Watch? Send your answer on the back of an email to <laughs> hooray at boxcutters.net. Alternatively, you could click on the contact us link on boxcutters.net and send us uh, your answer that way. Once again, do not put your answer on the blog as a comment because <laughs> everyone else will see your answer. And only put one host of Media Watch on. We yes. don't want all the hosts. The I current, current host the of current, Media Watch. The current host of Media Watch. Yeah. And for bonus points? Who is the current... Oh, for bonus points, for, for bonus points, you get nothing extra other than kudos. <laughs> exactly. Why did Brett hate this host so much <laughs> when this host first took on the role? If you can I'm not us, even sure. I remember that. Do you, you remember that? I do remember that. Okay. If you can, if you can tell us that. But most importantly, we want to know the host's name. The host and for of Media bonus Watch. bonus points. What number am I thinking of? <laughs> Twenty-two. No, 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 don't put it on the blog. <sighs> Everyone will know now. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. 
We didn't even say what they win a crumpler, for this week. A crumpler thing. A, you win a crumpler thing. It's a crumpler hooja. A crumpler, <laughs> a crumpler <laughs> surprise. Is there a hooja? It's the hooja. Hooja. What about a crumpler surprise? They don't make uh, a surprise. <laughs> the, su- the surprise is the hooja. <laughs> What is the Hooja? What does it do? Um, you check it out on the uh, Crumpler site. Oh, you lazy, lazy, lazy man. So another thing uh, about the kill point. No, nah, we're sick of the kill point. No, nobody the, wants no, to hear it. No, no one's the watching it. FBI agent. Good the to FBI see. agent. Like, they no purposely one, can you give her no one wants to hear it. the line no one wants to hear it. Hear it. for no intensive purposes. Yeah. They purposefully give her that line so that later on Donnie Wahlberg can correct her on it. Mm-hmm. No one no one says for no intensive purposes. No one who's gotten themselves a law degree and then gone through the FBI training school says for no intensive purposes. Get real, the kill point. She could have said it's it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> she, <laughs> Lots she, of people do that. <laughs> she she could have said it's it's a vicious cycle. I, you know what? I almost got run over by a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we should have mentioned it last week, but we were negligent and didn't. Uh, good to see Channel 9 finally screening Sopranos. That's, that's uh, on Tuesday nights at 10.45, I think it starts, somewhere around that time. Starting, starting this week. Starting this week, so good to mm-hmm. see that. Plus, uh, we talked quite a bit about The Office and speculating which series they would start with or whereabouts they'd start with. Yes. They're actually going straight into Series 3. Oh, good. That's, which, uh, that's a good which idea. Which is where they're up to. Yep. So I think that's a good one uh, starting tonight. It's on right with, now, isn't it? Uh, I think it starts mm-hmm. at 25 past 10, so mm-hmm. soon. Uh, with... Uh, Oscar. Oh, how, how long is Californication? They've they've given it forty minutes, which is good for a half hour show. So right. so they can so fit in all the boobs they want. Hopefully, they're not going to cut it too much. Uh, I saw I saw episode two of Californication. Didn't like as much. No, I think they took a great concept and, and ruined it a little bit. Oh, I didn't mind. No references one. to that woman has no hair on her vagina. <laughs> no. Yeah, there, there was there was references to hairless vaginas though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, lots of lots actually lots of vagina references. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's good for the office starting with series three. It's the one where uh, where um, the, the boss, I, I, his name Steve Carell, uh, yep. his boss's name David Brent. No, no. Uh, uh, escapes me for the moment. He uh, accidentally outs Oscar. Ah, yes, which is a, that's a which great is a fantastic episode. episode. So uh, yeah. That it is it is an exciting episode. Hey, uh, the Emmys have uh, finally announced how their voting works for some categories for, for this year. Now, the, the Emmys have 100 gabillion awards. And are they voted on by the foreign press? No, that's the Golden Globes. Okay. That's the, who uh, votes on the, the Hollywood Emmys? Fund. Yeah, who votes on the Emmys? It's, it's peer. It's, it's peer voted plus an academy. So there's the Academy of, of Television... Uh, arts and sciences or something like that. How, how do you qualify as a peer? Uh, if you are an actor, you can vote for actors. I can say I'm an actor. No, but you have to be part of the Screen Actors Guild, uh, I would, or I would guess. Or if you share files with the actors, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a peer. Yeah, or, yeah. or if you're a peer, like the Santa Monica peer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, although it's very hard for that to vote. Yeah, hard to fill out the But card. quite easy to float. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, so, so one of the one of the big rules last year, Ellen Burstyn, I think she won for uh, a a role that she had on a show uh, where she was on screen for fourteen seconds. Mm-hmm. What show was that? Half? I, no, no, I can't remember. It was a uh, some uh, miniseries or, or television event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now there is a rule called the Ellen Burstyn rule <laughs> that requires a supporting actor 
uh, or supporting actress nominee in a miniseries or TV movie to appear in at least 5% of the program. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. So if, if the program only goes for seven minutes, 14 seconds is fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, Any uh, other updates? No, uh, no, no there, there, there are more, but but none of them are, are as exciting as the uh, Ellen Burstyn rule. Did you guys uh, check out Anchorwoman? <laughs> no. All, all one episode of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's been axed. Did, did you check it out? No. No. no but it's gone. It's well, not coming back. Well, it, was, it was comedy. It was a reality comedy show they, about a WWE wrestler who got in status as an anchor woman or as, something yes, like that. Yes, something like that. I don't, I don't know why it got canned so quickly. I know. It, it's, it's such a promising concept. Mm. You know what? There are shitter things on TV. Speaking of uh, promising concept, I think this one's got legs. I suppose to be speaking of shitter things on TV. A little, uh, a little show called Seinfeld. You, uh, you may Seinfeld. 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 You may have heard of it. A uh, little comedy show. Do, 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 do. Getting it. <laughs> it's been slowly getting released on DVD. It is now getting the complete Seinfeld released on DVD. With a Fusilli Jerry? November 6th in the US. It costs $300, has 32 discs, and includes a 226-page coffee table book. You know what? That's worth it. That's $300. $10 a disc. Yeah, I'd say it's probably worth worth it. it. It's cheaper than what Buffy was. It, It... this is yeah, three hundred US. So it probably it, it equates to roughly the same as it was for buying the sets individually. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So no word on uh, release here or how much it'll be. Nope, neither. But I'll have an update on that because I'm sure it will be before Christmas. And no word on whether the uh, coffee table book has little legs that fold down. Oh, that would be genius. But uh, that, that would yeah. be that would be fantastic. Yeah, we'll have to wait. Hey, uh, speaking of Big Brother, uh, <laughs> Alicia. From Big Brother is uh, was of course the winner. She's uh, she's I missed that. She's making the most of her post Big Brother win. Uh, oh, so she far, hasn't even been anywhere. So far, what, the, what do these people win these days? Certainly not fame. So far, she's uh, been photographed semi naked for Zoo magazine. And That's what the losers do. That's what they have to do. <laughs> and she's currently appearing in uh, Global Rag. Ads with Brody. Oh, is that okay. her? Yep. <laughs> oh, so, so she's just so, that horrendous. She's she's uh, parlayed her fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. She's uh, she's done she's oh. done fantastic things. Hey, uh, in uh, in things not to do to children, pork. Uh, Big brother, things not to do with things, children. Things not yeah. to do with children. Mm. Uh, the uh, American Federation of Television and Radio Arts are uh, investigating reports of alleged abuse of children on a TV show called Kid Nation. The idea of Kid Nation is that 40 kids aged 8 to 15 are taken to a ghost town in the New Mexico desert and left to fend for themselves. (laughs) And they're thinking that there's child abuse in that. Where's where's the abuse? I don't know. For the vast majority of it, it's okay, but for the one little fat kid called Piggy with glasses, (laughs) he's not having a good time. But uh, speaking of abusing uh, reality show contestants, uh, there's new legislation coming in uh, from the Australian Parliament that forbids uh, reality TV shows. From humiliating their contestants. Mm. Now, this is 
particular it's a fine line. Well, this is it. I mean, it's they're not going to stop Australian Idol judges from humiliating their contestants, even though one of those judges last week came out and said that they humiliated their contestants too much. No, this is uh, this is really more about the turkey slap incident ongoing. Right. It's any reference I saw to this to this article uh, to, to this uh, news item always referred back to the turkey slap. Yep. That's just how quickly uh, the government acted. <laughs> so, uh, on, so uh, this hard-hitting <laughs> issue. So, analog TV turn off, twenty twenty. <laughs> Speaking of which, Carl uh, Sandland is going to punch Dave Hughes in the throat for calling him a dickhead. And Dave, uh, Dave, Dave Hughes, Hughes came out with an apology. Yeah, he has that, apologized. Uh, Carl Sandland is such a big dickhead. <laughs> Dave Hughes is very sorry that Carl Sandland is a big dickhead. I he think is. that was reported enough. He is. Uh, Graham Kennedy, the King, was on an earlier tonight in Melbourne. And yep. I'm assuming it was probably national. First screening of uh, They, uh, Yeah, I think they rushed it to... They screened it a month earlier than the agreement. Uh, I think they I mean. rushed it to air to try and uh, hopefully take a bit of the gloss off City Homicide, which uh, also premiered tonight. Uh, it's a fantastic rating. <laughs> uh, ACA actually ran uh, an interview with Bert Newton tonight saying uh, Bert Newton breaks his silence about Graham Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess if you're paying him a million dollars a year, you've got to get him to do something. Yeah. And what silence did he break? He was a great guy. I didn't watch him. Well, apparently he hasn't spoken publicly since uh, Graham Kennedy died. Right. I'm sure he's uh, going to say... He was a great guy. A I'll do. A, I'll do. A, I'll do a ten-minute interview about Graham Kennedy. Do, do they want to pay me a million dollars? We did a ten-minute interview with an, Graham Kennedy. I'll do an expose and, about the three, the two of you. What are you going to say? Oh, you know. got heaps of stuff on Brett. <laughs> but what are you going to mean? I've got. I really got more on you than on Brett because Brett and I are the same person. It, but that just means you know him better. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Anyway, that brings us to the end. Can you imagine how long this show has taken to do twice? Once as me and once as Brett. I know. <laughs> I, I, really think we, uh, I, I really think we did give it uh, about 100 minutes for episode 100. We Actually, did. none of us have any idea vaguely how long we've been running. <laughs> I, I, stopped rec- I, I stopped timing a, a little while back. I stopped timing at about the 40-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no idea whatsoever. As a, as. As a gift to the Box Cutters family, we gave them an endurance test. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but thank you so much for listening to Box Cutters episode 100. Thanks also to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. Fantastic ones. You can win They've a... they got good gear. Check them out. You can Crumpler. win a, a Crumpler hoochah, hoochah. Uh, by entering our Box Cutters quiz. Like Mike Beckham did, and uh, and you could also be a winner of something crumpler. I also want to say thank you to Three Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. And especially a big thanks to, to Cat Brain, who came in with a cake. Oh, bless, bless. Which, she was going to do it on air, but for some reason she uh, she she was a bit premature with the sparklers and everything. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, you'll see and that. You'll in, see that in the video in podcast. podcast. In the video podcast. Boxcutters.net slash vlog. Just a picture of a dead horse. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, I will be full of cake. And we're about two years old next week, aren't we? Uh, Our birthday's coming up. Our birthday is coming up. (laughs) Let's have a special 100-minute episode for our birthday. (laughs) Let's not. Let's not. Let's take the birthday off. 101 minutes. 102. Well, every week we're just going to go up by a minute. I'll bring the Dalmatians. Tune in next week. I think we've got some exciting surprises. I'll certainly be surprising <laughs> to us. Yes, I'll, I will. Exciting surprise, to us. I will surprise the two of you. 
please wear clothes. We've got. Uh, we've got. Can we finish the goddamn show? <laughs> uh, our European correspondent on next week. Fantastic. That's always exciting. That's awesome. Yes, or uh, it's been uh, suggested to me by a listener that he could be our. An Australian correspondent. No. Oh, oh, no. So well, I guess I'm not a correspondent, but I'll go as an Australian. Uh, <laughs> you'll go as whatever we tell you to. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Oh, there was something else. No. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> you keep doing it with the kill point. My name is Josh McQueen. And, and also with the kill point. Thanks for reminding me. In go, Brett. Go, the go, bag, go. Inside the Bank. You don't think I've got anything, do you? No, I don't. I'm intrigued. I want to know more about Kill Point. You just don't want to have to watch it. We're going to make you watch it. <laughs> that man over there is Brett Cropley. I continue to be Brett Cropley. What? What was in the bag? Thanks watch, for- watch the Kill Point. I don't care. Do what you want with your time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 100 episodes of Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. And hey. And hey. Let's be careful, careful out there. What are you doing? That's my bit. Are you pushing I me wanted Brett to join it as well. Are you pushing me out of the show? Shall we try it all three it's, together? It's, One, two, three. And, and hey, hey, let's, let's, let's be, be careful, careful out there. there.